Hello and welcome to Fumble Podcast number 41. Just Dave and myself getting back into the swing of things and talking and a lot of Blood Bowl. Enjoy. This podcast is sponsored by tritexgames.co.uk. And welcome to Fumble Podcast, episode 41. It has been an age, Dave, has it not? It certainly has, yeah. A long old year 2020 has been, and uh, and certainly for the podcast, it's been as tricky as for everybody else. Yeah, I think that is it. I think it's safe to say that, well, I'm, I've always been open about it, but I had a bit of a uh, mental health break, just to get myself back on track again. Um, and you've been busy as well, haven't you, doing I have. I've had a... And the other? Yeah, enormous amount of real life challenges, as well as um, as well as you know, losing my job and and facing the various impacts of the corona on us all. Yeah, well, as we currently record, we are in lockdown number two. We are um, due to end on the second of December, uh, and the last podcast we did, believe it or not, was the thirteenth of August. Wow! And it's now the twenty fourth yeah. of November. So. People that um, picked up the last episode because there were over a thousand people that listened to it, um, wow. which is our biggest biggest number yet. So thank you. Um, we are back mm. and we will be doing more regular stuff now. Um, and and sadly at the minute we haven't got Graham with us. Um, Arrested Development. He's just busy looking after himself. I think. So, yeah, I mean, I think we'll we'll let him talk about that yeah, as yeah, and when we course. can get him back available. But he's he's also moved countries and jobs and focus and all sorts of things going on in his life. So. Yeah. So as the same as everyone else in the world, um, the whole COVID thing has really kind of kicked us in the balls. So they've come out of our mouth, um, and that's about it, really, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, but life rumbles on, as does Blood does. Bowl. So it does. Yes, so so. a commitment to trying to get the podcast back on its feet and and with some output fairly regularly, I think, is what we're looking at, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Now we're all back to some kind of normality. Well, not normality. I don't, I'm not sure what normal is anymore. Um, mm. But just we're on our feet, right? We're on our feet, and we're, we're going yes, to searching for the, the. I hate this phrase, but searching for the new normal that everyone is on about. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So um, regular fans. Really good to have you back. New fans, really good to have you on board. Um, and yeah, we just hope you enjoy this one. We're not really sure. We haven't got a plan. We're just going to Yeah, we, and we can't got... promise two and a half hours of me ranting every single no. time we do a podcast, no, but I shall... We'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. So we have got, uh, we've got an interview with Store, which is slightly outdated, uh, but I still think it'll be quite interesting. Um, about yeah, it was an interview I did with him about um, how he conducted himself during the Black Box Trophy 3 run, uh, which ended up topping topping the rankings and, uh, and winning the competition. Uh, and I thought he was particularly interesting on some of the builds, particularly Norse, um, where he got an incredible score. Um, but yes, he, he solidly scored on all the races he ran. So uh, yes, I felt it was worth talking to him, and we did. Well, wow. I did. Why don't we slot that in now, as we've talked about it? Sure. So we're going to slot it in now. So enjoy the interview with Store, and uh, we'll see you in a bit. This is an interview with Store after he's completed the second and probably last of his Black Box Trophy runs. Welcome to the Fumble podcast. Hi, and thank you. You're pretty new to Fumble, right? Let's let's start there. Lair. How long have you been on Fumble? I think I joined in, in, in March, end right. of March. 
Was, so uh, halfway through the third Black Box Trophy season. Yes, it was. Uh, I really don't know anymore why I joined or what was the the actual reason. I think I was hanging around the the Dio Discord and saw. I think I saw Shawnee stream it right. and thought, well, should give it a go, play a bit with the new rules, and well. Here I am. <laughs> so you're a Blood Bowl 2 player, aren't you? That's that's where yes. you come from. I, I started playing Blood Bowl 2 in, in 2017. Had you played Blood Bowl at all prior to that? Um, prior not. But, Have uh, you been on tabletop since? Or? Yes, actually started at the start of last year. Okay. Played a few tournaments, the German team ball. And how have you found that? It was a bit... Uh, I'm playing Blood Bowl 2 in the German Blood Bowl League. Right. Blood Bowl 2. And um, a lot of players there, like Arioso and, uh, and Junior, are playing on tabletop. And with with some some other players, I used to chat on on, on the uh, German Blood Bowl League Discord. We decided, hey, let's let's make a team and play on the German team ball. And so it all came together. And that's. That was my start to, to Blood Bowl Tabletop. Fantastic. Uh, and is that something you enjoyed? It was great. Best form of Blood Bowl. Yeah, I was, I'm was. i a convert about twice as long as you've been, um, having <laughs> exclusively played online on Fumble. So, um, you came to Fumble. Did, did you come sort of with the Black Box trophy in mind, or just more generally the new rules? No, I just came over and I think I first played some teams and then saw hmm, oh, Black Box Trophy. Uh, well, since I'm playing anyway, might as well dedicate a squad. And it all went surprisingly well to yeah, me, so that, at least. That was your first run, wasn't it? Yes. Which... Yeah, I'm, it was Wooder, Skaven, Flings and, and Goblins. Are those uh, just teams you like or did you... Yes. I'm mainly mainly a Wood Earth player or an Elf and Skaven player, and recently, oh, well, a year ago, discovered my love to Stunties. Mm. So, Flings, I like a lot. I know you don't really share that love. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm a huge Goblin fan. Um, yes, Goblins no, I, are great, and, and with I, the new positionals, it's amazing. Obviously, I'm mostly joking about Flings. But... <laughs> Yes, if I had to pick a stunty race to drop off the earth, it would probably be flings. Um, but your flings have got an incredible record, haven't they? I mean, that was that was. Uh, let me have a look. It's seventeen and a half points, which is incredible. Um, yes, and it's been taken over by uh, F13. Yes, Fixie, as I call him, but F13 and another fantastic uh, Euro bowler, obviously French. So that that first run was really just. Pick four teams I like, throw them in, see what happens. Uh, yes, four teams I like and four teams I'm I'm reasonably uh, good at. Well, I mean, reasonably good. Your 25 Wood Elf games got you <laughs> 26 and a half points. So that was that run was incredible. If we take had... a point and a half off for racial lead, that means you got 25 points in 25 games, yeah. which is what a total of. I played 23-2-0, was it? And I think I, I had uh, Mighty Blow Dancer fairly early and um, a lot of leveled linemen. I think I got five or six Rogers and it all went 
pretty well. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and they well. they mostly mostly survived until the end, where my dancers um, started dying a bit. <laughs> yes, I I think it was season two. I did a wolf run, wood, wood elf run, and and lost something like six dancers in about five games. <laughs> wow, that's harsh. Now. When you were doing that run, I mean, because let's mention the other teams were fantastic too. Uh, there was some rats that got 22 out of 25. Oh, yes. The rats had a gutter runner with agility and movement up. Oh, okay. So a lot of one turn. <laughs> Actually not, but he was amazing at retrieving the ball. Sure. Yeah, I mean, an AG5 rat goes where yeah. it wants, doesn't it? Exactly. And then obviously the two stunties, so goblins to 17.5 points out of 25, uh, sharing the racial lead. And, yeah, with you. Uh, with me. We uh, got to mention that. <laughs> I got a very lucky run. Um, I managed that without any agility goblins and without any block trolls, so I thought it, I thought it was very beatable, um, but no one's managed to get past it Yeah. I actually had a pretty good Pogor who rolled... Uh, sure hands first, I think, and then du double sixes. Oh, yummy. And then I more or less accidentally, I, I thought a lot about it, strength or block, and then I finally decided I take block. Right. Rolled it again and <laughs> selected, <laughs> selected strength. Okay, so you have and, a stretch three blood sure hands pogo Yes, Lovely. because the next, the next level was actually another double for block. <laughs> And he pretty much carried the team. Yeah, I mean, one good player on stunties can do that. Which, um, I mean, I've always said I don't think with goblins you can afford all of the weapons. So which which are the which are the toys do you like to play with? Um, I had the chainsaw and the fanatic. Right. And um, at one point I had, I even had the third weapon, the bomber. Mm -hmm. He was pretty good for two games. Then he rolled doubles for her Mary pass. Mm -hmm. and lost me some games <laughs> until I fired him because three weapons are too much, Yeah, I, I, in my opinion. I'm a and firm believer that the best bomber is a rented bomber. And one yes, of the key advantages is that you don't then have it for the next game. And Hail Mary Pass sounds much better than it actually is. Yes. Did you Doom Diver? Is that a thing you do? I had one, and um, he was... He won me some games, but I ended up fielding him pretty often in the second half, and I figured it wasn't worth it and didn't buy a new one after he got, after he got eaten by a, by a troll. Right. Have you learned the throw-to-the-end-zone trick with him that has been suddenly killed by the new rules? Yes, I did, but um, I think I did once, twice, but I didn't see uh, his value so much. So I just put him away, and because I, because of my Pogo who was so expensive, I figured I had yes. to look a bit more at my team value because it was getting pretty high at thirteen, fourteen hundred, almost fifteen hundred at one point. Yeah, I it's think. very hard to win and, goblin uh, games up there. Okay. Yeah, the, pro um, the problem at the end was a bit. Uh, I needed, I think, last three games win or right. something, and uh, played three Norse teams back-to-back. -back. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty harsh. And, yeah. Well, they can be ruthless very low, like goblins can be. Yeah. Um, no no Ooligan, though? No, not at all. Are you excited by the changes to Ooligan? Oh, yes, dirty player. 
Yeah. Amazing. I love it. I think he'll be replacing a lot of Doom Divers and Team Bells. Oh, yes. But I often find the Pogo hard to justify, so it's really interesting that a, a, a superstar Pogo carried the team. Yeah, I think Movement 7 is very good. Yes. And so I figured I'd go two two weapons and no Uligan so I can afford a Pogo. And if I, I would have fired him if I had an, an Edge goblo, Goblin. Sure. But since he rolled the doubles, I kept him. Yeah, I've done that a bit to start with a pogo, and then if I get a, a goblin develops. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah, replace. And if the pogo develops well, obviously then build around it. Uh, but I tend to start with the same two weapons as you and with the Doom Diver instead of the pogo. What about the flings? Because, as you said, I know very little about flings. How did you get such a record with them? That was actually interesting because. Um... When I played Flings in, in Blood Bowl 2 in the CCL, um, it's relatively easy to stay low TV. My, I mean, op- obviously, we don't have new positioners there, sure. but because of the matchmaking, it's a bit different. Um, you re- really often can buy some star players and the Master Chef, which was a bit different here. Yeah. But um, so I had to. Yes, direct Take, TV matching doesn't do yes, Stunties a lot of favors, does it? No, it doesn't. But um, I got a block block uh, catcher and a movement catcher. That was pretty nice. With a, with a leader, I have to try to stay relatively low TV, and then I normally don't like break tackle that much on, on the trees, but since I didn't roll any doubles, I got it pretty early, so doubt a bit, played played around. You um, sort of the touched trees. on something that I really wanted to talk about uh, as we move into the second run. Uh, so the second run, for any that haven't seen it, is Pro Elves, Underworld, Norse, and Kemri. So yes. you didn't go with Ogres, you didn't fancy another stunty run? No, Ogres. I actually played some four or five games of Ogres in, in box. But um, it's not it's not my team. <laughs> Even with disposable, it's still. And and that run, I actually thought a bit more about how to build a squad. Spoke a bit to Arrested Development mm-hmm. and figured that um, I didn't want another another tier or uh, another zero point team. Mm-hmm. So picked three of um, three two point teams and one one point team. The sure. Underworld, which were pretty good. Yeah, it's it's where to find the max value in the point system, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I recall spotting your first run going very well and mentioning it to Arrested Development, and he said, well, get ready for the second run. This is him warming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so what was the thinking behind the plan for the squad and the team and how you planned to play them, and did it, did it work? Well, I... I wrote it in the forum after my first run that I wanted to try races I haven't really play, played before. So I picked Pro Elves as, as the Elf race that I haven't played, and Norse and Camry and um, Underworld, but well, it turned out that only the Camry were really, really different to what I used to play. Okay. So Pro Elves are Elves, and Underworld are a bit of stunties, and with the Norse, uh, <laughs> I just bashed and <laughs> Yeah, now, you, you came to, and seemingly without having to do it and then fire it, the same conclusion I did 
on my Norse run last season, I think, which is that a Yeti is just not justifiable, fun as they no. are. Do you stand by that? Yes. I, I don't think it, he is really good. He's so expensive, and with this TV-based matchmaking, you're just getting more skills on your opponents. That I think AD said um, people take the snowtrawl because they think they need it against against other bash teams, but yeah. the problems um, he's only good again in those matchups because um, of the of the problems he creates by being so expensive. Yes. So because he's such a huge TV bloke, you're facing those huge teams that you feel you need him against. And if you take yes. him away, then hopefully they're... Well, I, mean, I think you said in the forum there's six or seven skills less. I mean, he's 140 and with Mighty Blow, 160. And uh, normal, normal lineman is 50. So if you get two skills on the Yeti and then get one 180 and so basically adding 130 or 50 points in TV, which is pretty significant. Which the Yeti really has to punch its way or else that's punching the rest of your Norse. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Um, one thing you mentioned with the first run, and I have to say I noticed with the second run, is that you keep your teams very tight, very small. Is that deliberate? <laughs> with, a, with, a, um, with the Underworld and the Norse, yes. Pro-Elf stayed relatively low, but that was mostly because I lost my first catcher game one, the second one game two, and right. I never... never had more than two or three catches. I mean, to be so fair, they, was... they're up about 1750 now, aren't they? Yes, now. Now that I have some kept some stat downs and niggles. And... and is that they only sort of really peaked towards the end of the run because you knew the end was in sight? Or... I always want... With, with the elves, I tend to not care about TV at all because I right. think they blow it anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, Pro is because they had... Early in the run, a lot of lot of um, losses on player losses. I was gonna say not not many game losses because no. twenty one <laughs> wins, four draws. Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> I mean, clearly. I still pleased. don't really. Yeah, I still don't really know how that all happened. I played a lot for the win with them, and it somehow worked. Yeah, um, clearly so, but. But no nay game where you just got blown off the pitch? I had some games where, where I ended up scoring with three players on the pitch, but I somehow scored. Okay. I think Ziggy was it who, I don't know if you know him, who said, well, Stor, I, I watched some of your matches and well, you, you were playing well, but you're also always lucky in the right moment. <laughs> Well, look, I, I think for that kind of score, I think we all know that there's been an enormous amount of skill, but there's got to have been some nice dice too. Similarly with the Underworld, 20 wins, 5 draws. No losses there either. Yeah, the, and not a team um, you knew how to play? Not really, but, well, they are a bit like Stunties and with a with a low TV and I had one reroll plus, plus leader. Right. And very early Claw Mighty Blow, Blitzer and... Especially early in the run, I just played against opponents who had one, two, three skills and an apple. Mm. Were at 1200, and I was there with two claw mighty blow. Um, 
a leader and dodge thrower and just blew them off a pitch. Yeah, nasty little underwhelm can do that. Um, what, yeah. While we're on them, what do you think of the 2020 changes? I mean, I think they did really well. Yes, they benefit a lot. The gutter with mutation access now and and snotlings for them. And, yeah, to swarm and, between 12 and 14. Yeah. And I don't really think they lose a lot by exchanging a blitzer for line red. No, me neither. Because I, I do think random MVP coming back is they're one of the teams that hurts. Yes, that's 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 true. Because you, get, you know skilled goblins, which no one wants. Yeah. On my whole run in 25 games, I didn't have a single level up on a goblin because <laughs> I always always MVP'd. Uh, only the rats and the troll. Yeah, and those days are soon to be behind us. Uh, it's one of the things I'm going to really miss. Okay, so that brings thing, us to... Thing, Sorry. I just want to say something. The thing I will miss mostly is vanity passing with elves. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't think dark elves will be doing the 4-plus pass to get that yeah. one SPP? And the 5-plus pass to level the witch. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... Someone really hated Dark Elves, didn't they? Not that Dark Elves should be passing, uh, but the lack of an option is going to really hurt them at times. But I'm in general, I look forward to the new rules. Yes, me too. I mean, change is not to be feared. Some bits are terrible, most bits are good, and some things won't be the same two years down the road, no doubt. But yeah. and, it's coming. And young people like us will easily cope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen a lot of rules changes, um, and mostly I've adjusted. So we lose people every time, and that's always sad, but we gain new players, some come back, yeah. and the meta changes, and the same old names are still usually up at the top. Might be different this time. Now, the yeah, team we haven't talked about is Kemri. Yes. So compared to everything else you've coached, I mean, I can even see with Underwhelm mixing your rat experience with your goblin experience. It's, it's a natural fit. Uh, elves, as you say, are elves. The armor values vary, the moves vary, but it's still basically elves. Norse, if you don't know how to play Norse, you probably don't know Blood Bowl. But <laughs> Kemri, to come brand new to Kemri, and uh, what was that that you coached with the Kemri? It's, it's a decent run. I mean, perhaps the less impressive of the four, but you still got 14 wins, 8 draws, 3 defeats. Um for a total of 20 and a half points, which is, I mean, I'm sure anyone would accept that. So what was the secret with the Camry? The Camry, actually, I played, well, pretty, pretty much positionally. So right. I guard on all the Tomb Guardians and then stand firm. And I think I had only one mighty blow on them because I always felt I needed more guard, more stand firm. Played a lot against, um, against Bash. Yeah, I mean, looking at the team, it's very like a NAF build. There's one blitzer with mighty blow tackle. Uh, yeah, I basically had, one ball handler. Yeah, I had two blitzers with with mighty blow. One one died. Okay. So I had pretty pretty good development until 50 games, I think, and then well, then I met uh, small man. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to fumble. <laughs> and then then I had some some chaos teams and. Those were pretty interesting games because um, with with all the guard and stand firm and two tomb guardians also at block, right. I could lock down the chaos pretty well and then turn 14 
something yes. didn't work out and he sacked me and I had to give up hits and make some desperation moves and all of a sudden Tomb Guardians got blocked and I lost one or two in one game, I think. And after that, uh, the last few games were well, a bit more challenging, even yes. more challenging. <laughs> could could a hundred have been in sight? Did you think you were going to break it? Because I mean, you ended with a ninety-eight points. I'm not sure the uh, Pro L4 underwhelm score is going to get beaten at this point. So I think ninety-eight's pretty certain. Well, from for maybe two thirds of the run, I was pretty close with um, with uh, my score. Was pretty close to the number of games played, so I was about 60 games, and score was around 60. Right. So I always thought, well, hmm, maybe, but I'm sure it will fall off a cliff a bit at the end, and it did I a think, bit, I and mean, then cat, caught up with uh, with with the racial points for the racial leads again. Sure. I mean, I, I certainly found I, other people seem to. Some people have got lucky, but have you found the last five sort of games on each team to be perhaps the most challenging when that yes, finish line comes to sight? With, with the Pro Elves, where I think I was 20 then drew four games and won the last one. And with the Underworld, I think it wasn't the last five games, but last six or seven saw four draws. Summer was, well, it was harder. Don't Do know why. Is that a mental component to those final few games? Or is it just that... You know, starting teams is a little easier, and once they get developed, things like pro elves are going to eventually fall apart. I'm, I'm not sure. I think mentally it was all right, and it was a bit pushing over the line and pulling the team with me, and not caring so much about how how it looks, and always using the apple on the first badly hurt or KO, and yeah, tournament that, rules. Yeah, that took its toll a bit on the teams, which also made the last games a bit harder. And I actually think I played some pretty good opponents and teams at the end. So with the, with the pro elves, I think I had in the last five games four elf teams. Right. And those are all pretty good games. At the, at the start, I played a bit later, and now I played at the weekends or afternoons. Sure. So I didn't pick a particular time. So the run's been incredible. Um, so well done. Um, yeah, really thank you. Congratulate you on that, and wholeheartedly. It's, I, I've watched a couple of the games back, and you, you play incredibly well. Um, what else on Fumble has been catching your eye? Where else can we expect to see you? Um, I actually joined my first um, rookie Royal Rumble. Okay. With, uh, with the Woodruff team, we're in a third round now. We play tomorrow on on Wednesday. Against some some necro, I think, with my wood elves. There's a couple and of names you will, if you start to frequent the Royal Rookie Rumbles. There's a couple of names you'll bump into quite a few times. <laughs> there's a few of our better coaches that are trying to sort of collect a title with every race in the Royal Rookie Rumbles. Ah, cool. And I also joined um, the Grotty Little Tournament. Oh yeah. It was a yeah, it was a bit of a quick decision. I think it was on, on again on the on the Dio Discord right. that someone said, "Yeah, here, what about Grotelid Tournament? Registration ends this evening." And <laughs> I only had my box trophy teams, so I played one game with uh, with my Woodies, 
right. to to get a dance MNG back and then entered the tournament and played against Domin against Dominic's uh, high elves, I oh. think it was. And I had a mighty blue dancer and a rookie dancer, no tackle at all. <laughs> but it was a pretty interesting game, I think. I lost that. Right. And well, Dominic's a very solid coach. Yeah, absolutely. Um, doesn't and make a lot of mistakes. Perhaps not the most creative at times, but very, very solid. Um, yeah, cool. So, obviously, you mentioned the next trophy. If it goes off again, you'll be in for that? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think random box games are not a bit less exciting than if you're really playing, doing everything to win. That's gives gives the box games a bit more meaning. And I mean, I, so, I, I'm not going to claim you as a fumbler, but do you see your Blood Bowl future as both on BB2 and Fumble? Yeah, I'm definitely staying on Fumble, especially with the uh, with the new rules. I expect it will be earlier implemented here than than Blood Bowl 3 will come out. I suspect so. And yeah. probably better implemented. <laughs> okay. Well, as a as a new convert, um, welcome to Fumble. What's been what's been the biggest sort of mindset change coming over from BB2? So, if there's a BB2 player listening, what what advice would you give? Don't really know. It's I found it pretty similar in the well, it's both Blood Bowler, obviously. And well, if you're only playing Blood Bowl two and not tabletop, you gotta um, think about um, declaring your actions. I right. think that's the biggest biggest change from, yes, from like Blood Bowl passing, to We yes. insist you click pass before you move or anything to else, don't you? Which BB2 lets you decide on the hoof. Yeah, okay. I think that's the biggest change and, and of course the sideways view. <laughs> but <laughs> it takes one or two games and then it's all fine. Yes, I find myself zooming as far out as I can on cyanide um, <laughs> just to get something that looks vaguely like I'm used to. Well, cool. Look, thanks so much for coming on. I, I thought it was fascinating to get someone come over from BB2, do so incredibly well. We've had it before. and We've had other Blood Bowl 2 players come over and do really well on Fumble, but you've really put a benchmark down and done a fantastic run in the Black Box Tofu. And Fumble's a richer place for having you here, so... Nice to yeah, chat. Thank Thanks you. for coming on. Anything you want to say or a shout out you want to give before we wrap up? No, not really. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm already going to be in trouble with Mark for this going on too long. <laughs> but I was interested, <laughs> so I wanted to chat. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming. So, I really, I really enjoy listening to the podcast. So, thanks for, thanks for doing it. Oh, well, always a great it's, listen. It, it's a pleasure to do. We do it i think more for fun but it's really nice that people seem to enjoy it yeah. well and thanks for having the me. last one with the with the rules breakdown great stuff <laughs> i may have got a bit ranty at times. <laughs> yes but it was really entertaining well i think that's that's what i mean mark's very good at ensuring we don't get too dull usually he keeps it yeah. moving goodbye goodbye and we're back in the room. So that was uh, the store interview. So thank you, Dave, for conducting That's that. That's a pleasure. I've gone and had a bath, had a couple of stiff whiskeys, and now I'm ready to do some more. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, just behind the scenes stuff, I literally did just stop the recording and carry it on again, just so I know where I've got to stop it. That's it. Um, anyway, so mm. uh, August, September, October, November. So three months, right? So three months we've been absent. Uh, not a lot's happened, has it? 
No, Blood Bowl's been very quiet in that time, I think. Uh, I think so, right. I think. What, what, I mean, what have we missed? What have we missed? Let's talk, uh, let's what talk about in general terms missed? first. So, obviously, have you pre-ordered? I haven't. Um, I, I do want it. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about one of the two teams that comes with it, and that on its own is enough to probably make me buy oh, it. No, which, I, I've seen an unboxing of the nice new book, and that looks good too, but I book haven't pre-ordered it just yet. Have you? I, I have pre-ordered it. Um, I pre-ordered it because uh, it was a Christmas present. So I'm not I'm not allowed it until Christmas. <laughs> um, I've got to follow the rules of the uh, Christmas present. Which are all important, of course. Yeah, definitely. So it is coming. But I'm looking... I'm, do you know what? I'm not looking forward incredibly to playing either of the new teams. But I am looking forward to painting them. Aren't you? I think, I, th- I mean, the knobs don't appeal to me at all, as I've decided to call noble the humans. Knobs, yeah. I, the feathers, I'm, and for a start, I right? hate the models. I know lots of people love them. Um, I The feathers just trigger me. I. <laughs> You're not I mean, a feathery person, are you? Does everyone in Blood Bowl, every piece in Blood Bowl now have to be rotund? Is that now a thing? And the feathers and the eagle. I mean, Griff now has an eagle, which yeah, no doubt we'll get rules that. for one day, but yeah, because we've also got the squirrel acorn, which we'll come on to oh, later. Yes, like, we do. Um, but the whole with the nobility stuff, mm. I mean, you know, I know it's fantasy football. Actually, I mean, how impractical are those feathers, really? You know, how oh, they, utterly. Re- they need to be replaced every game, aren't they? I don't utterly, mean on the but model, I'm, I'm you know, you pretty know, sure they're a painter's dream, aren't they? I mean, you can do all sorts of fun things yeah, with a feather. You can. you can. So, I mean, they'll sell to their key market, which is people with paint. Um, I've, got, I've got to be honest, when I painted the lizards up, the feathers on the skinks were one of my favourite bits to do. Well, there we are. That's that's there why it's go. happened, I presume. I mean, I don't... Look, for painters, that's great. I don't like the models, but more importantly is the roster itself. I feel it's gone far enough away from Bretonians so they're not suable, and yet they're still trying to bring sort of Bretonians, uh, except now called knobs, uh, into the Blood Bowl world. And I suppose that's something people wanted, so that's good. But I'm genuinely quite excited about the Blackhawks and getting my hands on those. I think that's going to be interesting and fun. So I've heard them described as terrible lizards. <laughs> is that is well, that I, the case, do you think? Oh, I can see why. I think they're actually going to play really differently. Because um, the Blackhawks uh, now come with, um, with Brawler, which is going to make them... Uh, I did the maths. It's half as likely to fail when they hit without block. Right. In terms of its aggressiveness, it's only about a 3 or 4% buff in terms of getting pals. Um, but in terms of defensively, it, it does mean half as many turnovers blocking okay. without block, which is good. Isn't it right that you can only use Brawler once per turn, though? As in, Yes, but then you're only going to hit once per turn, aren't you? I mean, it's once per piece. It's once per piece. As far as I understand it, rather okay. than you know, one use of Brawler in right, a, you, a team's got turn. Got you. Um, so you can only use it on one die, which is the other slight wrinkle to it, which is a, a new change for Bump Fumble. We're now dealing with dice pools and how much uh, of the yeah. dice pool we'll, you can we'll affect. We'll get onto that bit as well um, later um, But, I mean, the really interesting thing is that they come with grab as well, don't they? Do you know what? I haven't seen a lot of the rules recently. I've been playing rather than reading. Wow. Well, that's no, a strange right. thing to do with Blood Bowl. It is, <laughs> And not one that's particularly popular at the moment. No, well, I'll, um, tell, you, let me, I'll tell you now about, about my little uh, run, actually. So okay. I decided that uh, before I 
got back into the podcasting stuff, I would maybe play a little bit and find my love for the game again. Sure. Um, so I decided to do a black box trophy run uh, okay. with the new rules in black box trophy. Black, blah, blah, blah. I've had a few glasses of wine. I apologise. Black, black box, box trophy, trophy four. four. Yeah, which I think has another week to run. It's ending at the yeah, end. Yeah, it does. Of yeah, I'm not going to get my second run in. Um, but my first run was uh, Dark Elves and Norse. Uh, right. I, I was quite impressed with what I did. But being in, you know, bearing in mind, I hadn't really played for three months. Um, but currently, I am sat 23rd now. Uh, hmm. 30 games, 23 points. So. 12 for that's my not so bad. That's... Yes. Uh, I think I said to you before, though, is like, I tell you what was interesting about that whole run was it really highlighted for me where I was going wrong. So there were, it wasn't the games I won that I was comfortable with then, and some of the games I lost, I knew why I'd lost them, but it was the draws that I found fascinating because it was like, right. uh, if I'd have done this, I could have turned it into a win. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like, yes. I, this is where I and I, I could say I, oh, but it's to the point where when I'd made a move, I was like, oh no, I've lost the game there. I should have done something different. Yes, I so. felt in Black Box Trophy three with both my Dark Elf and High Elf runs, there were many games I ended with a draw, and I'd look back on and think that should have been a win. And if I'd done these two or three things differently, it really could have been. Yeah, and I did find at times that that idea of playing the meta, the, the trophy as well as the game made me a little more conservative than I, uh, at times, am otherwise. And perhaps that limited my scoring a little. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed playing again, though. And then for mm. my second squad, I took right. Ogres and Snotlings. Ah, so started with all the big bonus points. Well, yeah, but what I knew I wasn't going to get it done. Right. right. So my plan was... Let's just see how this unfolds because I'd never played Snotlings. I don't really play ogres, um, but my summary of ogres are: Do you know what? I think in the right hands, like Striders, for example, they yes, can be I was quite, going to say Striders have yeah, quite brutal, right? Mm. But they do need the dice. Really Snotlings. Do. I only played one game with them. <laughs> I absolutely right. love them. I think they're amazing. Um, not not ever so competitive. But there is an edge to them if you use them properly, if you get the inducements. Right. So Yes, I, I faced them the other night. Um, I mean, I was trying to do a black box trophy run. I, I really haven't been feeling black box in the last couple of months. I mean, all of this is burning. I'm, I'm really looking forward to BB2020. And I, you know, I had the White Isle League commitments and a few other things. So I thought, I'll, I'll give the black box trophy a rest. I've been grinding so hard for years in black box. I really didn't face it. And I just, I rolled up a new team and I thought, oh, oh well, it's a week. I, you know, I can get 30 games done in a week because I'm not busy during the day. And I, I activated them both, but I actually activated another team because they were both rookies um, that was at 106 yeah. or 1060. And they rolled into some snotlings uh, who were under the thousand, managed to grab two bribes and yeah. riotous rookies. So yeah. I think there must have been something like 860. Yeah. And that's, there were that's 22 of them. There were 22 of them. Yeah. It's great, fun. which is is a lot. It's you know, no matter, I killed five in the first half, and they still had eleven and a bench <laughs> of five in that, the second half. I think that's what's a lot of fun about them as well, especially at low TV, when you know, as long as you don't meet dwarves or Norse. Um, well, these were dwarves. Oh, with dwarves. 
you know, with dwarves, I only killed five. That still wow. felt quite a lot, but wasn't anywhere near. Well, it's more about the, you know, the, the lack of uh, the lack of block. But at low TV, if you get other teams, then they burn through rerolls too, and you know, the snotlings <clears> can can survive. But I play. <laughs> what I have realised is that you can you can actually make grown men cry when you beat people with snotlings. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I try very hard not to get salty about losing games because it can happen and it can happen to any team, you know, including Ogres, including Snotlings. But I mean, it's the only game I've actually played against Snotlings so far. Just by random choice, luck, the other games I've played, I haven't rolled into Snotlings. And it's it was really interesting. I mean, I, I did manage to win the game, but it was much tougher than I thought it should be. And I think that's the thing, right? So I think when you when somebody meets Snotlings... Um, it's a bit like you know, occasionally halflings or og- uh, ogres and and goblins. You meet you meet them and you go, yeah, this is going to be a breeze. I'm going to walk through this, <clears throat> and you just you know, if if you've got a coach that knows what they're doing, um, you know. Yes, well, Malmir, I mean, who absolutely. definitely knows what he's doing. If we're talking coaches that know what they're doing, has been proving himself incredibly dangerous with snotlings, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And trashing people left, right, and centre with them. He's, uh, but yeah, so each of these halves, I faced thirteen snotlings followed by fourteen snotlings on the pitch, and they had their pump wagons for the first <laughs> and second half, and their trolls for the first and okay, second it half. Happens, right? Yeah, I mean, I still managed to do it, but it was it was really challenging. And I do think they're a, a great addition to the Ranger Blood Bowl teams. I do think they are. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to have to face them some more to see if they are genuinely a little cut below. Um, halflings and goblins and ogres, but they certainly fit in around there, don't they? Yeah, I mean, uh, effectively, you've got your two trolls and your uh, your two pump wagons, which are really stupid as well. So, yeah, you've you've got to have the right people. If you get it's like ogres, you get a string of ones. Um, I had one of my ogre games. Um, the the strings of ones I had hmm. on bonads was frustrating. I think we'll just leave it there. Of course, when you say that, you know, I knocked five off the pitch, of course, as they started with 13, that still left eight, which is the four <laughs> big guys, and then four snotlings to try and activate those big guys. But it still actually means if you get any a few of them off the pitch, unless they can activate one person with, you know, two people with a snotling in between them, they are, they're still each turn looking at, okay, do I risk the four plus or do I try and get something there for a two plus? Yeah. Yeah, so they do face problems every single turn, which is, is nice, because otherwise with that sort of number, they could, even at strength one, they could be so overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's been fun. But just to summarise it, uh, my, my box trophy run was fun. Mm. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Good. playing again. Um, we and were a decent also, score. You know, you're, you're right up there at the top end of that. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm happy with it. You know, it's been a long time since I've played, so I'm quite happy with that. Like I said, I, I knew where I was going wrong, so I just need to work on my game a little bit. Um, we've also, I mean, I, I don't think I specifically told you about this, but um, there is a Podcasts Unite um, thing going on, run by Liam from Two Drunk Flings, and we were invited. Yes, I think I got a Facebook invite, but that yeah. day I think I was involved in a blitz pit, so I couldn't actually turn up to the online chat. And I work Sadly. on Sundays now, so... Ah, right. Um, it was a bit of a... Hopefully, I'm going to maybe try and make the next one with a holiday or something, but mm. if anybody that's listening, if you haven't checked it out, go and check it out. I think it's on Twitch. I don't know where it is, to be honest, but it's out there. Um, it's definitely on Facebook and all of that place, so... If you're into Blood Bowl podcasts, you will know about it. Um, but hopefully we will get a... I spoke to Liam about it, and we'll, we'll try and go into the next one. Uh, yeah, I mean, my huge apologies for that. I had there. sort of... I had looked into doing it, but it did come on the same day as a Blitz Pit where yeah, I was... same here. I couldn't, I couldn't do either, which is... A, I was competing, show. so... Uh, well, yeah, yeah, how did that go? 
I mean, it was really interesting. It was, I mean, it's on the BB2 client, so it's not specifically Fumble related, but we had a couple of Fumble That was a lot of bees involved. you just said there. I'm going to pick you up on that. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, BB2, not BB, not Fumble. Um, it's organized by a guy called Good Day Nick. It has its own Discord if you want to search it out. Um, and Blitz Pit 9 was a, a different one. The other eight have all been invited coaches only. This one had qualifiers. So a yes, lot of different coaches that. over two different weekends tried to qualify. And then there was a, an elimination round after that. And then there was the finals. Uh, and luckily, as I had fluked my way to a win before, I get a ticket straight to the finals. And there was $1,000 available in US hard currency, although not wow. that hard at the moment. But Split into prize pots. Split into prizes for the top six. So the okay. top got $550. Wow. I think second got 200 third about 100 Um. And then smaller that increments sort of, going down. Yeah, that sort of thing, down to fifth and sixth. Um, I did all right, actually. I came fourth. So nice. um, so I finished in the money, as it were, and got uh, got a nice little reward for playing. But it was, as Blitzpit always is, incredibly too fast, incredibly competitive, and loads and loads of fun. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and it's the sort of thing I'd love to be doing some more of, um, you know, as and when Fumble has a slightly more televisual client, because a big part of that, of course, is the people watching it on Twitch. Yeah. yeah so of well, course, that's... we sort of have a built-in Twitch with our own client, um, you know, because people can chat as they watch games, you know, in that way. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's, you're right. It is like that. Um, so that's one of the things that's been eating up my time. Um, I'm also, you know, fully committed still to the White Isle League. We're still sort of trying to decide what we're going to do about the BB2020 rules. But as Fumble is now targeting, you know, maybe end of January or February for when the, the big switchover can happen. It looks like we're going to get at least one more full season in. Yeah, well, you and the current season is coming mouth, to an end. Really. I've got, I think I've got two games left. And if I win, I think if I win both of them, I definitely win the Premiership again. Very nice. Uh, with very my nice. high elves, uh, which is nice. But, nice to um, Will. I used to enjoy Will. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's a great league. It's very standard Blood Bowl. There's no Wells and Wells and whistles, bells and whistles. It's, it's just well, as the rules as the rules state in a pyramid tree. So one premiership, two divisions underneath it, and then three underneath that, or four depending on the numbers we've got. European-based fumble-based uh, blood bowl. Nice. And I know there's a, so many options. We talked about them so much. So many options available in league on fumble, from draft teams to secret league teams. But sometimes you just want to play a, a bog-standard game of Blood Bowl, but in a league structure rather than an open environment. And for me, that's that's White Our League absolutely ticks that box. Yeah, I used to love Will, and I used to absolutely love Hubber, um, which was random race allocated, but standard, mm -hmm. standard Blood Bowl. And, and I think you're right with the whole... One of the things Fumble has to offer is just the immense depth of customization of leagues. Yeah. I, I, I've set up a few leagues in the past and it's the options I'm, i feel like i'm trying to sell fumble and i don't need to that's <laughs> not what i'm trying to do do you know what i mean it's yeah. like it, it is just immense Absolutely well i mean it's, it's it's very interesting when people from blood bowl 2 talk about you know what they would want in blood bowl 3 in terms of usability and you know ability to set leagues up and change things and you sort of hear their list and you go well we can do all of that on fumble and about 10 times more oh I mean, all the races, you just have to look at Sybil, don't you? Yeah. And you just go, wow. And unfortunately, I had to, when I decided to step away for a bit, so I stepped away from my admin role and everything, I just had to come away completely. Um, and stepping away from Sybil, I was just like, I don't want to, but I've got to. 
Um, well, speaking of leagues, of course, yeah. the 145 Club uh, yes. continues to run on. Yeah. Which I've, I've got some more help running now, and we have a new season up and running. So if you're new to Blood Bowl or new to Fumble, and you want to meet some like-minded newer players, get some coaching, get some advice, learn how to use things, ask silly questions that no one minds you asking, then still look out the 145 Discord server and come and join the 145 Club. Yeah, it's massively which is active a, Discord as well. Yeah, hugely active. There's people chatting there all day, every day, and, and you'll get an answer. Uh, we have a lot of experienced coaches there helping out a lot of the newer coaches, but but it's very chatty. It's a very convivial environment to meet new players and gain some friends as you launch into your Fumble Blood Bowl career. Or if you just play Blood Bowl but feel you could, you know, hone your game a little more, then that's a great place to do it. I really should. But spend Fumble a continues more time to there, be actually. incredibly active with the with the scene, and of course in the forums. There's been all sorts going off in the forums in the last three months. Oh man. While you give it a rundown, if you want to, I'm going to get myself another <laughs> glass of wine. Well, as you do, the first thing I want to talk about is, of course, the uh, the thread of doom, because uh, habitually fumble occasionally throws up a a 99-page monster. Um, and this time, the BB2020 current thinking thread has already reached 85 pages. Now, I don't think it's reasonable to expect anyone to read all of that. Uh, so I did. I've read it on all of our behalfs. And to give you a brief insight into what's going on, basically, uh, Krista plans, as we've talked about before, to, as soon as we can, move over, as soon as the site's ready, move over to BB2020 rules. Uh, and possibly with a 1350 TV cap when we do rebuys, and perhaps halving the amount of gold given for games uh, in order that we can play 15 game seasons rather than the sort of seven or eight it's designed for. And people's responses to that have now taken 85 pages and gone off in all sorts of beautiful tangents. A lot of it, I'm not sure it's worth reading every single uh, post. For a start, we've got Mad da Matt Dacker, Thread Attacker. I worked out in a completely non-mathematical way that 21.3% of the posts are his. Just let me stop you there. All of them I just came back, are... and the first thing I heard was Matt Dacker, Thread Attacker. Well, yeah. <laughs> there's there's, there's a thing to return to. <laughs> Um, I don't think he has much worth saying that's worth reading, and I think anyone that replies to him is completely wasting their time. He's not someone with a particularly open mind to other people's ideas. Mr. Joshua, um, <coughs> good friend, friend of yours friend and mine, of ours, from the, yeah. yeah, from the UK tournament championship. So we should uh, we should be open about that. He came in with some good ideas about um, about having seasons with history and uh, about different length of seasons uh, and perhaps having seasons that. Uh, that existed for a time period rather than an amount of games um, and some interesting skill thoughts about you know the cost of skill thoughts and what that means that's over pages 7, 9 and 11 Coddlefish comes in on winnings and says it's not going to be quite as low as we've seen in the past on page 11 Ueda U-E-D-D-A-R yeah on page 12 talks about I've him a few times yeah talks about how nice it's going to be that you know people are entering majors in a more sort of even footing that you'll play your 15 games, you'll end your season, and then you'll enter, enter a major, and that should mean slightly more competitive majors. Uh, Purple Goo comes in on page 14 with a classic Purple Goo of, of course, I haven't read anything that anyone else has said, but here's what I think about all the things people have said that I haven't read. Um, which, for a man that never seems to read anything or listen to any podcasts, he does seem incredibly well-informed about what they in all the say. Know. And then a very sad thing happens. Between pages 6 and 16 and 19, if you fancy a... Little insight into Malmere wandering the corridors, looking lost and sad and alone. <laughs> Poor old Rob. <laughs> that definitely happened for about three pages, um, and it made us all quite worried for him. <laughs> it did. 
I remember that now. And then on page 18, there was some mention of, uh, you know, how can we protect the rookies? On page 24, uh, Oeda once again talked about how the tourneys are going to be more welcoming for everybody. That was quite an interesting thing. Hmm. And then C. Dasak came in on page 25, uh, talking about how it's not going to be a closed shop for uh, for the sort of people that have been doing tournaments in the past. I'm not sure why that's a bad thing, but he thought it was. Just while we're on C. Dasak, I want to give mm. him just a big shout out for his achievement recently. Uh, yes. So he's been trying, cause, so he's part of a group that we taught, C. Dasak and Mr. Joshua and Harrod and a few of us have been talking for years now. Um, and for years, he's been trying to win a tournament with every single race. Yep. And he's done it. Excluding well, excluding snots and snots an old Odeway, world alliance, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but he's done. He's so done there's the two original. races he hasn't done. Yeah, which is, I mean, just a massive achievement, right? The well, I mean, I've won a tournament with the races I've chosen to win tournaments with, and how's that different? Well, he's just trying to win. Well, I get what you're saying, but it's just there's two races he hasn't won tournaments with. Look, it's uh, I'm joking. It's obviously a fantastic <laughs> achievement to achieve to win a tournament with all the races he has. He's so facetious, David. <laughs> But there's two more, so go and do those now. Yeah, yeah. I think he's proper moving to tabletop though as well. Yes, he did talk about now it's time that he wants to, you know, focus on something slightly different, having achieved this huge meta goal and, and the best of luck to him. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, carry on. Back to the thread. Now, lots of people were lamenting that under the new rules they think legends are going to be few and far between. Uh, but on page twenty six, roughly around there, Tussock does some fantastic maths showing us that legends are still viable under the new rule set. Um, and not even sort of viable as in if you really focus everything on building one, you can. But the, yeah, I mean, even a standard team can be housing a legend for a couple of seasons and it won't necessarily destroy them to do so. Mm. Uh, then Sizebeth Adams comes in, or Seasbeth Adam comes in, and for him on page 28, the sky is definitely falling uh, and that we're all going to be, you know, lamenting it. And then uh, this time, Mr. Joshua comes back on page 28 again and he's. All of his ideas have been sort of rolled up into one. He's got this idea that at the end of your 15-game season, you could go into exhibition mode and do as many exhibition games as you want before ending your season and then, you know, starting again after the rebuy. Now, I quite liked that idea, but uh, other people have rightly said the problem is then we're just going to get lots of teams just living forever in exhibition mode. Um, and I, I, I do share that concern. Yeah. But if you banned them from entering tourneys unless they're, you know, at the back end of a season, then I think that would be incentive enough. Uh, and again, he's now looking at time, not number of games played, which I'm still not a huge fan of. You see what it's done to the CCL and to the environment over on Bullet Bowl 2. It's, it's pretty horrific. The grinding people do at the start of seasons and the death of yeah. games at the end of seasons is not, I'm sure, something we'd want to ape unless it was implemented very differently. Uh, again, Tussock comes in on page 29 with more treasury maths, truth, and uh, and sorts out Sizebeth Adam, who sort of reads that and goes, oh yeah, fair enough then. Uh, on page 33, Trawl, a tabletop player, says he really likes the idea, because on Fumble he can't find anything he likes yet, but he thinks that the, the new rule set is going to bring Fumble into, into line with tabletop more, and hence be more welcoming for him, yeah. which is nice to hear. We yeah, certainly want yeah, you know definitely. new people coming to it. And then finally, Mr. Joshua on page 34 really rounds all his ideas up, abandons the time concept, and puts forward this idea of exhibitions where you don't get SPPs or perms, uh, where you can just you know play your games with the team you've built during a season. Uh, and Matt Dacker loves it. Uh, I've written down as my notes, Dacker orgasma, um, because that seems to be his pretty much response to that. And then Krista finally comes in on page 36 again, 
because there'd been some discussion of, oh, we should start CR matchmaking uh, rather than number of games or anything. And uh, and Krista's pretty much uh, just lays down the law and says this isn't going to work very well. Then uh, Doofer arrives, uh, bringing some gloom and doom and says he's leaving. Uh, Condor says he's going to feel pushed into playing low TV Blood Bowl, which he doesn't want to. And why is high TV bad? Well, because there's only about five teams that can function well over 2,000 TV. And I think we're all a little tired of seeing the same thing just grind endlessly on. Coda also joins the triumvirate of Doom. And then basically the two of them talk Doom from page 40 to page 45. I always find Coda, and I've got a lot of time for Coda because he helped me I out do. when I first joined this. He's done an enormous amount for Blood Bowl. Absolutely. But it's, it's, like, it's like a pantomime villain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. But I've got a lot of time for him. A lot of time. Anyway, so then Garion arrives into the thread on page 45, talks some sense, calms everyone down. Phidias realises uh, on page 47 with a sort of dawning light that I think quite a few people had seen before that maybe what we're facing is the fact that the days of player fetishising is over. That we can't, you know, so much focus on what beautiful players we've got, but it's, it's going to be much more about the team and the team record. Because over the sorts of length of time that some people play their teams on Fumble, you are going to see turnover because of the seasons and the caps. Yeah. So whilst there may be the odd player that you can fall in love with and keep for, you know, four, five, six even seasons even, eventually their career is going to come to an end and a new chapter will have to be written for the team. So then Krista comes in and uh, sort of takes on the assembled Doom Patrol and tries to point out why their, their Doom saying is misguided. But then Pyrigin uh, joins and goes straight in onto the Doom Patrol as a fourth member of it uh, and says that death, the game finder should go, that everyone should be black boxed uh, under the new system. And of course, Matt Dacker thinks that's fantastic. Uh, and any idea he's in favor of, I'm inherently somewhat <laughs> suspicious of. Um, then the Legion of Doom starts to fact- fracture. Coda actually sees some problems with it, uh, some answers in it, and some of the other people start to be a bit less negative. Uh, Matt Dacker then starts leading a huge charge to kill GameFinder and also to proclaim uh, coach rating CR to be the fair judge of the worth of a man, essentially. That we need to create a system where we can sort out who is the best of Blood Bowl and hence the best human being and condemn all others to be lesser humans. (laughs) I don't quite understand why Blood Bowl, a fun, stupid game with fantasy figures set in a world that doesn't exist where you can run around a football pitch with a chainsaw, should in any way be seen as a valid way of assessing someone's intelligence or anything other than their ability to play that one silly game. But some people seem thing? to want it to be that. Do you ever do that thing when you're trying to explain what Blood Bowl is to somebody who has no idea? And you no, go, I deliberately avoid it. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, imagine, it's like, it's like American football, but with elves. And, and they go, oh, right. And you go, with elves and orcs. And they go, oh, you can see you can see it in their eyes, can't you? Yeah. Both their interest in the subject dying and their view of you changing <laughs> yeah. simultaneously. So no, I tend to avoid it. Um, though later, I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast before. I have tried to marry the different sides of my personality together and be more open about my hobbies. But there are people in my family and in my friend circle that just will never understand. And hence, it's better not to not to confront them with it. That reminds me, very quickly, I have to mm. give a shout out to a guy called Mark Furness, right? Who okay. I took a job at Tesco's um, delivering during lockdown, still do it part time, another lockdown, doing it still. Anyway, there was a guy there who we just started chatting, and I happened to have a Blood Bowl uh, range ruler 
in my bag, left over oh, from right. York. And he, he noticed it and went, do you play Blood Bowl? I was like, uh, yes. And he was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> it was like a dirty conversation in the corner of the canteen. <laughs> it was really funny. Right. Anyway, so hi, Mark. It's, it's just not something you'd want people in your normal life sometimes to know. <laughs> yeah, and perhaps we need to change that. Perhaps we need yeah, to be louder and We need to change that stigma, right? Uh, and don't worry. I mean, in terms of some of the worries about, you know, how we're going to organize all of this, Krista came, came in on page 54 and said there will definitely still be open game finding in whatever the future for Fumble is. But to him, that's a non-negotiable. So we can all rest easy that that's going to happen. And then from there, it then descended into, you know, people quoting each other and arguing over this word and that word. Um, Rolf comes in on page 63, lamenting the death of the majors as he knows them. It's a bit sad. He wants game number matching rather than TV matching. I mean, that could be something that's looked at. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't really produce a lot of great content after that. But it's, there's, there's some interesting points along the way. Now, other things that have been happening, I've, I've got some notes. One of the other ones I've taken. Yeah, now, you may be cross with me here because this has been refused as a topic for the Blood Bowl, uh, for the Bumble podcast before. But I want to talk about it. Let's do it. I've, I've had too much wine over the minute, so let's may as well go for Nazis. it. Now, I keep my eye on Kickstarter. I've bought yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. Kickstarter teams, and thankfully it's not on Kickstarter at the moment, or else I wouldn't be mentioning it, because the last thing I want to do is bring them a single customer. Oh, but yes, twice yeah, now yeah. on Kickstarter, a company have tried to sell a range of Blood Bowl Nazis. So they're in full SS uniforms. Uh, I mean, they come, someone says they're from some games workshop uh, 40K setting. Right. Or something, okay. but... I'm uh, not interested in that. I, I can genuinely say I've never sat down to play a game of Blood Bowl, looked at the board and thought, what this needs is more Nazis. And I'm pretty certain that if you have sat there looking at Blood Bowl thinking, all we need here is Nazis to make this game perfect you're not someone I really want to play a game of Blood Bowl with. I agree. I just don't see how adding Nazis to Blood Bowl is ever a good thing. Right. So, I, What do you add Nazis I'm, to to make it a good thing? Is there anything? Well, controversially, I am prepared to state I am against Nazis. Well, I think you need to be careful with what you say there, Dave. Look, if I offend some Nazis by saying that, then I don't care. They're Nazis. I, I've they got nothing that. but me saying I'm on board with you. Right. So, don't buy Kickstarters that are Blood Bowl-themed Nazis. And if the makers of Blood Bowl-themed Nazis want to sue me for saying that, come at me. <sighs> yeah, that's fine by me. I'm more than happy for that to be on here. Good. But this now, is... Much we just need to clarify, is... though. Just need to clarify. Fumble Podcast, that's our views and not the views of Fumble. No, Fumble may be pro-Nazi for all I know. Um, I haven't Don't asked Krista. I suspect he isn't. But I am very definitely anti-Nazi, and I am prepared to state that unequivocally. Yep, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think we should say that Krista's pro-Nazi. I, I no, suspect that wouldn't that be the case. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd put money on it, definitely. However, I am pro-Squirrel. Oh, Acorn. Now, there's, there's a segue and a half. Yes, it's good. <laughs> I have long been pro-Squirrel, and I believe, and no one is going to dissuade me, that the Fumble podcast has got Squirrels to be a Blood Bowl positional. I think that we, I think we did that. Uh, do you know what? I think you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it during yeah. the Halfling episode, right? 
We did, we did. And now that the, the treeman has appeared with yet another squirrel adorning his branches, uh, some bright spark has decided we need a squirrel star player. So now we have one. There we go. We have Acorn the Squirrel, because oof, you can always have a good pun name, can't you? That's A-K-H-O-R-N-E, of course. He's going to be very like the uh, the wizarded frog, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know, have you seen his stats? No. No, well, okay. that's a lie. That's a lie. I have. I just can't remember. Right. He's moved seven. Strength one. It's in our uh, podcasting. What we think of as agility four, but of course now that's agility two plus. I can see it. He can cannot see. pass, and he has AV of five. So in the new world, that's AV six yeah, plus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he comes with a variety of quite interesting skills. He's 80k, which I think is it's not unreasonable. It's a good price point for a, a cheap star that's very, very disposable. I mean, so disposable it's untrue. You know, AV six, AV five plus he is stunty and titchy. So um, if you hit him, he will explode in a cloud of uh, of fur and tail. Absolutely. Basically, rat, rats with good PR. But his his, uh, his skills are really interesting. He comes with claws, dauntless, dodge, frenzy, jump up, loner four plus, <laughs> sidestep, no hands, titchy, and stunty. So he's a strength one, claws wielding, dauntless cage breaker. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, who, is, who is a squirrel. I think the biggest question that has been discussed in the Fumble Podcast channel recently is, what the hell is he eating? <laughs> well, it's, yeah. To me, it's obviously, it's a party ring, isn't See, it? But I'm no, not sure see, they have those outside the UK. I don't think it UK. is, right? Because, and this is my argument. Oh, my goodness. My daughter's just bought me another glass of wine, but it's fucking huge. No, I'm going to drink that. Right, anyway. How, how well-trained your daughter is. Well, she's old enough to do that, so that's fine. Um, please don't call social services. Next thing, it's not. It's right. It's not a donut. I mean, she's what five now. That's plenty <laughs> old enough. She's a lot older than that. She, it's she not a donut. You're fine. sure? Right. Donuts don't look like that, do they? No. Right. But it's also not think? a party ring. Well, how do you know? Because when you look at a party ring, the icing on a party ring is just on the top. Uh, yes, you do have a point there. It could be a posh party ring. Well. You know, if like M&S made a party you know, ring, it would look like that. You know at Christmas when you get those biscuit b- barrel things? You know, the oh, tins. yeah, the posh biscuit tin with the yeah, variety yeah. selection that you don't yep. buy the rest of yep. the year because it's too expensive. Yes. I, the colours aren't right, but it's that one you unwrap. <laughs> no, I think it's a party ring. I think it's, it's supposed to be a donut. Well, if it's a badly drawn party ring. Now, for anyone outside the UK that doesn't know what a party <laughs> ring is, it's a small circular biscuit with a hole in the middle and some striped icing on top. On top. That on is key. On top, yes. And it, the icing does on the picture look like it may go all the way around. I, which is why some people are convinced it's a donut. But it's, mm. it's, surely it's too small for a donut. It's too thin for a donut. Maybe it it's just thin. a coloured bagel. But well, hang on, Nobody bagels would, would be bigger than that. Yeah, bagel would be bigger than that. It's, it Surely. is the size of a party ring. It is. Mm. But then, I mean, how big is the squirrel? We have nothing for context. That's very true. Perhaps it's a baby squirrel or a I giant squirrel. I've got to be honest. For, I did first thing I thought this morning wasn't, do you know what? I'm going to have a good conversation about what the squirrel <laughs> is eating before I go to bed. No. Anyway. But yes, you did. So there we are. That's a, that's a thing that happened. Now, I've talked about the forums. There's, there's, there are more interesting threads on the forums than an 85-page thread that goes absolutely nowhere. 
Um, so there's all sorts of things going on. I mean, do explore them at your own whim. But yeah, we've got um, we've got lots of stuff about the second edition, of course, which is coming back, and we should circle round to lots of stuff about. Uh, particularly wildly inaccurate has been taxing uh, some people. Mm. The maths on it just look utterly insane. And turn look the squirrel off. Right. Definitely like they've made passing a lot harder. Essentially, they've introduced a new passing result, which uh, instead of a fumble, means you throw it wildly inaccurately, which means it deviates not from where you're trying to throw it to, but from where you've thrown it from. Right. Um, which there's going to be times that that's ruinous, but then passing looks very much like something we used to do rather than something we will be doing, in my opinion. So uh, there's a good thread on that in the general chat area. Uh, that's definitely worth a read if that topic interests you. But there's lots of stuff going off about uh, about the new rules, about the tactics for it, about various strategies, even about um, you know how our chaos going to be, uh, and Nurgle by extension, going to be viable uh, with seasons. Because, of course, they are teams that take a long time to really get going. Yeah. Um, I mean, my answer is yes, but differently. They're not going to build to the sort of huge monster 2400 destroy everything teams they did in the past. We're much more likely to see them at sort of 1800 with one killer and a few more solid skills. I think it's going to take just that little bit extra thought of building mm. your team. You know, if you think of a football manager, I don't know, whatever you play, whatever the other equivalents are around the world. You've got to keep you. You've got to keep your best guys, right? But you've also got to yeah. be able to pay them what they're worth. And if you can't pay them what they're yeah. worth, they're going to go. Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, it's the, it's the sort of the challenge I'm looking more forward to. Yeah, because I coaching agree. the team is going to be less about. I mean, in some ways, more, but less about how big can I build it, and more about how well can I build it. Particularly now, you can choose if you save up your SPP to take pretty much any skill you desperately want on any player. It's going to be about how efficiently you build your team, how effectively you build your team, and then how effectively you use it on the pitch. And much less about who gets lucky on the double rolls with skills. Um, and I think that's good. And then, as we talked about before, that's weirdly sort of counteracted by what they've done with startups, where it is entirely random. Yeah. But I think in general, we're going to move the randomness to to, to there and have... I don't know, somewhat more of an even playing field. Although, so much of this we're going to have to see actually in effect before we... Uh, Do you know what? The, the only way I can sum it up yeah, at the minute really, really is, is the game is going to be different but the same. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. I think the on-field changes will be much less than people realise. Yeah, we just don't know, do we? I, I still think we we're don't. living in a bit of a... I don't know. The thing is, since we've last spoken, obviously we've seen the videos of the playtesters... Um, I can't remember them off the top of my head. J-Bone. Got a lot of respect yep. for J-Bone. Lovely yep. guy. Knows what he's talking about. Absolutely brilliant. And then there's another guy from Water Bowl who I played at a tournament once, I think, over in Derby. Lovely chap. He obviously clearly knows his stuff. So I'm not, I think the the people that have been involved have been the right people. So there's not there's not been that kind of... Oh, what you know nothing about it it's, it's obviously they've obviously reached out to people in the know yes i mean every name and I, like i said i know several of the people that signed ndas and did the play testing and from that i have inferred and guessed and i'm pretty certain on on half a dozen more and every name i've come up with i think okay well that's a decent person to be asking their opinion you know they're they're sensible they know what they're talking about so 
on that level, I'm really, really positive about the new rules. I still think on balance, this is going to be a, a joyful new era. And lots of people I trust are saying it's the most balanced rule set they've ever played. But I can't lie, Mark. There, there's bits of it that worry me. And yeah, I'm the same. I, just think, I think there's a few bits that have been thrown in for shits and giggles that could possibly mm. break games. Well, I mean, some people are already talking about, so what's going to change in the next rule review? And I'm, I'm not certain there will be one. Um, do, you think but, I mean, do you think this is this is it? Well, I mean, I think that from what we've seen, there's quite extensive plans to support it with you know new inducements, new spikes, new teams. I'm not sure we're going to see fundamental root and branch change, certainly for another three or four years. So uh, this one has to be a success, or else clubs will just roll back and they'll abandon it and start using the rules from before, which we have seen happen before in Bloodborne. Very true. D- a question for you. Do you mm. think it will bring in new blood? That's the $1,000 question. I. Or, let me rephrase that in a, in a different way. Will it bring in more new blood than it will expel old players or current players? Know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the $1,000 question. Every time the rules change, we will lose people. And some people will throw a hissy fit and stomp off and say, this is not the game I want to play anymore. Um, will those be balanced by... And I, Do you know, I don't think it's going to attract a huge legion of new players. Wait, the thing is, what I think it might do I, is I attract not... back old players that have fallen out of Blood Bowl. Yeah, I think that's, that, you know, that's, that's certainly a possibility. But like you said earlier, we've seen it on Fumble. I can see some massive names that have gone, nah, I'm done. I'm done with it. Yeah, yeah. That, that won't work for me. Forget it. But what percentage of those, I think somebody said it on that th- the current thinking thread, what percentage of those are actually going to... Going to go, yeah. Just going to go, because it's like anything. If you've, you know, I've loved this game really for well over 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And I've had a very very on and off relationship, most recently on. Um, but it's a case of, I don't think I could put it down. Even though I was like, no, 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 don't like the new rule set. I think I'd be curious enough to go, oh, maybe I'll have a little devil. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm the same. I, I mean, there, I, I can't lie. There's things in it. I mean, the entire of the <laughs> passing rules, I think, are utter nonsense. Yeah. I think every passing skill is terrible. I think most of the new skills aren't good, you know, compared to things like wrestle and fend that we've had before, which I can find genuine uses for. I'm not sure pile driver or arm bar um, meet that standard. But that said, I don't have to take them. Um, and there's lots of things that are still going to be blood bars. Unless it's enjoy. Yeah, well, you don't have to choose to take a random one. No, that's very true. Um, and I think there's all sorts of exciting possibilities too. So I'm, I'm really prepared to give it a go and see how it happens, but some won't. Um, yes, I think on balance this is going to be a success, but I, I'm guessing there, I'm flipping a coin in my head, and a lot of that's probably wish fulfillment that I really want it to be a success. So I really We'll see, it. won't we? Hmm. Really, really. But, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, like Brexit, these things can't be changed. So instead, we just have to face it and see what happens. And then if it's all horrible, as I said, you know, there's a a chance to start your own game or roll back or start playing with a different set of rules if you're playing on tabletop. So 
yeah, I'm not sure it's it's going to be the end of the world that some people predict, but I'm also not sure everything's going to be fine. I'm looking forward to it unfolding. I'm looking forward to getting my new box set. I'm looking forward to painting the new models. I didn't get it from Games Workshop, which means I don't get the BB3 beta code thing. Not that I right. did. Uh, no, I... I did try and support a local um, company, a local gaming shop. So... Well, I mean, I think that's that's a good thing to do. Yeah, um, whilst we're talking about supporting people, I, um, I just wanted to give a shout out to Paddy Mick, uh, who's oh, yes. a yeah. long-time fumbler and supporter oh. of the podcast, um, who's uh, who's asked for us to give a shout out to um, to his beer products, isn't he? Definitely, definitely. But he is going to come on. I think. Well, maybe we should invite him on the show. Actually. Show. Yeah, we should. Yeah, I should go celebrity then. Sorry, I've had a drink. Um, we should invite him on the podcast to talk about it. If nothing else, because having launched his online beer shop, which he definitely is, uh, he's promised to uh, to send me some beer, which yeah. I'm well up for. Yeah. So the more we the more we big him up, the more we have him on, the more chance of you and me getting free beer. Well, we but also I just think it's. Beer, we? I mean, I'm I, I'm slightly joking. I actually think it's much more important in the current age that someone who's got the, you know, got the uh, the schutzbar, if you like, to start a business in the current COVID times. Then the very best of luck to them. Yeah, and if they're in any way a blood bowler, I will I will wish them luck and try and drive custom there. So if and you absolutely. want some online beer, uh, look up Paddy Mick, and, uh, and and work out exactly where his online shop is, well, or, or ask him. The best thing to do is, as we've said, that this will be yeah. you know the podcast will be more regular now. Um, yeah, he's going to sponsor him maybe an episode or two. I don't know, um, but we're not going to take anything from him. We just want to give him the love because he's certainly given us the love since yeah, we started he started the podcast. Has. So cheers, Paddy Mick. And, uh, yeah, I hope you get some sales. Yes, right. absolutely. Um, and, yes, you know, drop us a URL that we can talk about or come on and talk yeah, to us absolutely. about Blood Bowl and beer, well. and we will we'll certainly be up for all of that. What else you got to tell me, Dave? Um, really, you know, if you are a fumbler, I would suggest there has never been a more important time to help. To get involved, to, to you know, whether it's coming and helping me in the one four five, or getting involved in running a league, or just taking part in the forums. If you've got any skills that you think you can offer, Krista, to help fumble, this is a key time for everyone in Blood Bowl. We're, we're all uncertain. We're all feeling lost. We all know new rules are coming. I mean, coming, they're here. They're they're out imminently. Um, and getting fumble to that point, getting Blood Bowlers to the point where we can play the game we want to play online. Um, I think that's good. And if if you can offer anything, now's the time to step forward and say, you know, I can come off the bench and I can do 10 minutes a week or 20 minutes a week of helping Absolutely. people. And that's a really important thing to do. It's it's an uncertain time for the entire Blood Bowl community. And, and the just, more we you know band what? together and think that Blood Bowl is Blood Bowl, it doesn't matter how we play it or who we play it or where we play it, as long as we play it. And I've just noticed Krista has reinstated me as an admin. So that is lovely. I think you were only ever on hiatus. Yeah, I know. Uh, he that. did you ask know, me I... earlier today if you were around again, and I said yes, you were, and you yes. seemed in good health. I've had so. a good chat with Krista today, and uh, good. It was nice to chat to him, actually. Well, then my call to arms is a call to you too, and it's it's the call beyond fumble. I mean, if you're involved with Definitely. Blood Bowl Two, if you're involved with a tabletop league, you know, it's just as key now that we all band together. We we get the people that are worried to at least try the new rule set, you know, try and get them over that hump because it, it's not change is never easy for anyone. And uh, and let's all band together and, and take this whole band of blood bowlers 
who have been unloved by Games Workshop for many years, as we've talked about earlier in this podcast, ridiculed sometimes by our friends and our family for our love of a ridiculous game that is brutal to us time and time again. <laughs> and let's march together into this brave new future and see what it holds. Let's, let's try and leave no one behind. Let's be I, nice to each other. I wonder, it. I thought about this the other day, right? So I wonder what the cost of um, accidental damage to things because of a Blood Bowl game <laughs> is. So we've got a friend, Phil Proctor. We love Phil. He's, he's been on the show before, actually, when we first started. I, I think we shouldn't call him that anymore. Oh, no, no. Badger. Badger 69. Badger, rebranded 89, to Badger. Sorry. Is it Badger 89? <laughs> Badger 89. 89 and 69. I think a Badger 69 exists only in your head, and that's where it all stays. <laughs> I think you're probably right. No, it's 89. And and uh, I'm sure he won't mind us saying, but... Although I know another fan of the podcast, Jimmy Fantastic, will have been very briefly turned on by that idea of uh, of two animals. <laughs> having seen what he does on something called the Jimmy Fantastic Wrestling, which seems to start... Oh, yes, of I've seen some of that, man. That's quite giving funny. Giving smackdowns to each other. And I, I do now. I am a wrestler in that roster. There is a nice. PC character that occasionally comes nice. out. I'll have to see if I can get myself on. I don't have a lot of time to watch Twitch. but I do, Oh, it's I joyful. I've, uh, I'm, I'm based on something. If, you, if you're as old as I am, you might remember a wrestler called the Honky Tonk Man. Right. Who the Obviously, whole point of it was he, he just late looked 80s, like someone's Late dad. 80s to early 2000s, I am yeah. a massive wrestling fan. Oh, well, then you probably remember the Honky Tonk Man. I know man. the Honky Tonk Man, yeah. Uh, he was, prior to Macho Man Randy Savage, he, um, he was someone that just looked like your dad with ridiculous sideburns in a sequin suit who for yeah. some reason thought he could take on professional athletes at uh, wrestling. And he, and he would whack a balsa wood guitar over your head. He would. So that is who my character is based upon. Uh, uh, and he's in a, a purple lame suit, wears a headband for complex reasons to do with another another offshoot that lots of Blood Bowlers are doing at the moment, which is there is an entire Blood Bowl Discord dedicated to Blood Bowlers that play Among Us. Oh, I want the, to say I've been playing Among Us with my kids. The latest fad to sweep the Twitch world. Right. You'd have to send me an invite because I am well I for that. I certainly will. It's, it's, I love it's mad fun and it's the exact opposite of Blood Bowl in that it's almost impossible to grind it or meta it. It's just about silly, pointless fun. Well, so with, with Among Us, right? So mm. because we've had, we had a couple of uh, positive cases of COVID in our house. Yes, I heard my about daughters. that. Yeah, horrible. Anyway, but during that... Yes, the daughters to... are horrible, but did they get over COVID? <laughs> they did. And we had to isolate for two weeks. But part of that was we would... A couple of my daughters have got various things going on, so we have to have a structured day. Part of that structure was, right, well, for an hour, we're going to play Among Us as a family, six of us, uh, in our own little room. And we kept the rules, you know, we can't speak unless it's meeting time, whatever else. Just the best fun. Just the best fun. Did you kill your children? Absolutely. <laughs> the thing is, I was See, terrible I... because as soon as it came up that I was the imposter, I would do that evil comedy chuckle. I would go, <laughs> and that's it. So they all knew it was me anyway. So I could <laughs> terrible like that, but never mind. It is fun, but of course, it is not Blood Bowl. It's not Blood Bowl. Um, but then so much isn't. But you do need to send me an invite to that Discord channel. That would be. Great. I certainly will. I certainly will. Um, so really, anyway. yes. I mean, we've got so much more to talk about. But what we'll try and do for the next one is put a structure into place. Uh, obviously, we've got to talk about Dark Elf stars before they all disappear. <laughs> um, we, we will find a slot for that. There's a callback for anyone that was paying attention six months ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, 
We've also, and there's so much more to discuss that really tonight we've just wandered about randomly. We have. Just to finish I, on Blackhawks, where we yeah, started, on, let's just circle yeah, let's right that. around to that. I have now pulled up the sheet and checked. Yes, they come with both Brawl, Brawler and uh, and Grab, which means, yes, they're going to be shit lizards if you choose to play them as terrible <laughs> lizards uh, because they're slower and, you know, just their goblins are not as quick as skinks and they don't have just some of the same options. But... Because you can choose where you put people down, and because they come with goblins instead of skinks, and those goblins have thick skull, and you get access to the cheaper bribes, so you'll get bribes for 50k. So you can hit someone, choose where they go down, and then you've got loads of goblins that can gather around it and foul it. So I think they're going to be a brutal and very, very fouly team. And I think fouling has got a huge buff in Blood Bowl 2020, or Season 2, as I suppose Games Workshop are calling it. I hate that name. What game workshop? Yeah. So, of course, not only... I mean, Family hasn't got any better. It's not gone back to plus two. It's still plus one, except for the Death Roller, which is now Dirty Player plus two. Whether you can use one of those on the armor and one on the injury, or whether it's two but on either dice, I don't know. I'm not sure that's been clarified or errated yet. Um, But what you can do is Sneaky Git, which is much better now. It uh, it means you completely ignore the first dice roll, so it's only a double on the second that gets yeah, you sent yeah. off. Also, if you've got sneaky git, you can foul and move afterwards, which is going to be oh, really handy. Good. And then, of course, you've got the cheap bribes as well. And then the final insult to people that didn't like being fouled is that it would appear, from my reading of the rules and everyone else's I've talked to, that guard now assists on fouls. Brilliant. So, Everybody's yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more fouling. Turn, right? I think we're going to see a lot more fouling. Um, and I think Black Orcs might end up incredibly brutal. Though there's going to be a race for that, because, of course, Halflings like to think they can foul better than anyone. Goblins now come with a rosterable DP without even gaining the skill. The Ooligan now has Dirty Player. Hmm. Um, although, of course, the Doom Diver's dead, but I, I don't yeah. want to talk about well, that. I, I can't stay I, happy. I've got, I, can we do a bit of a confessional just before we stop? Oh, go for it. So, and I'd... I've never done this before. Never. And I don't know what it was. But somebody turned 16 fouled one of my ulfs. Oh. I got really upset. Really? <laughs> Not upset. I was like, no, that's why would you do that? Because it actually... It's an action on his team that he's allowed to take. Yeah, absolutely. He? And it's, you know, it's within the rules. I get it. I get it. But because I was doing so well with my Norse on my right. run... It really messed it up for my next game. Well, look, I mean, I, it's always I nice was winning. Turns, it was, it, yeah. The thing is, it was, I think it was like 3-1 or something. And it was in the bag, and it was just like... You're going to make me sing Elsa again, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Let it go, let it go. It's, it's, you see it so often. If I could give one gift to the Bubble Nation, it's the ability to feel things and then let them go. Because I'm, I'm not sure there's another famous coach, Dionysian, who's, who preaches the mantra of not really having emotions whilst playing Blood Bowl. At which point, I'm not really sure I want to bother. Because I, I play games to feel things. Well, I, yeah, But if they're negative that. things, you've got to let them go, or else they impact on not just that turn, but the next turn, the whole game, the whole way you approach yeah. Blood Bowl for days so, or years. So here's Feel the it context. quicker. That's here's my, the that's my tip. The context of the game was... At that point in my run, I was on course to take the Norse lead from Smallman. Yeah. And it just screwed me right over. 
because then I had because oh. I already lost one Ulf, so I didn't have either Ulf. So, I mean, I should, well, it's not really an excuse, but you know what I mean. It was just a oh come on, man. Yeah, I do know what you mean. And look, we can all get salty after a game, and particularly when something like that happens that you think is unnecessary from your point of view um, and that harms your future without seeming to help them. But, you know, perhaps that guy, did he lose the game? Perhaps that was all he felt he could get from the game was a little Oh, no, yeah, he, he lost the game, and he was like, in Finland we call this revenge, I think he said. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, then there's your answer. Well, he was looking for a bit of revenge, like, which is... But I want my wolf back for the next game. Perhaps you shouldn't have beaten him as badly. Well, next time I'll beat him even more, because that's the kind of way I roll. I Look, I did it. I had a game the other day where I team T16 fouled, and they instantly typed in chat, tantrum, question mark. And I went, no, but I had a bribe. You've got an apothecary. I felt like fouling that ogre. Why not? It was a troll, actually. And they went, yes, tantrum, full stop. Okay. I thought, well, who's more triggered here then? Oh, I, I've just, I was uh, definitely triggered when it happened to me. I, I completely hands up, and that's what the confessional was about. Sorry yeah. to whoever I played. Well, I mean, perhaps I'm just so old now that I've I've ceased to get as ragey as I used to. But I've, I've just never really seen the point. It it doesn't achieve anything. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. The and person it's... on the other end of the screen definitely doesn't care. In fact, if anything, sometimes it's what they're trying to do. I think because I hadn't played in such a long time, I think I'd forgotten how invested I get in games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But again, yeah. that's part of the joy of the game is how invested Definitely. we get because it's so brutal, because it so often goes wrong. You know, when it's gone right, when you've had a beautiful game, when you've got all the results, and then suddenly at the last minute something horrible happens. You know, if you'd lost that off turn three and still won, you'd have thought, what a fabulous victory. Defo. But to lose it when the game already seems settled just feels more unfair, doesn't it? I get it. But it still just doesn't achieve anything. There's no there's no gain there. Yeah. I get it. But there we go. That was my mm. confessional. Anyway. No, we, fair enough. We've been chatting for an hour. Plus, we've got the store interview, which is going to take us to whatever time that took. Um, but I think that's an okay episode to just come back I on. Right. Certainly do too. We'd only plan to do 20 minutes or so. Plus with the store <laughs> no, content, they're going to have a, a bonus return. <laughs> so uh, we really hope we get AD back next time. Yeah. Um, but it's been lovely to chat to you, Dave, again about Blood And Bowl. other voices. You know, we uh, we yeah, want to yeah. be an open shop yeah. and get, get some yeah. other voices in, get some other opinions. Yeah. There's Listen, a, a chap you, I you... desperately want to invite on. I'm not going to exactly reveal who yet, uh, but a very experienced Blood Bowler and podcaster who's fairly new to Fumble. And I thought that could be a really interesting viewpoint again. We haven't had anyone oh. that's been sort of new for a while. You'll have to tell and me. And just see after. what they thought, what they've, um, yeah, what they've, uh, what they've made of it, and uh, and just hear that that different opinion to the. But there's also the old been, haggard old lags that we are. There's also been some game testers for the new BB20 that are on Fumble. Yes. But anyway, I don't know when their non-disclosures expire, but I suspect it's fairly soon with the game coming out. Yeah, then hopefully we can get them on. Um, yeah, so certainly at that point, we can try and get one of those on to I talk did, about I what they try, know. I did try and convince one in August to come on, but he said no. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah. it's, mate, it's been great to talk to you about Blood Bowl again. I've missed it's it. Nice it's nice to be it's back. It's been so fun. Um, and hopefully hopefully three or four people will have stuck around enough to, <laughs> to listen to episode 41. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll see what happens. I think we'll just call it, and we're back. 
yeah, why not? And that, that's fine. Um, and then with 42 onwards, we'll try and get some more structure in. We'll we'll try and get some other yeah. voices in. I might even try and do, uh, do get better at my uh, post, what is, what's it called? Post-production, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe throw in some sounds and, I don't know, I'll just fanny around with it. Anyway. Why not? Why not? After all, it's the bells and whistles people come for. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what she's Look, it's back. it's nice to be back, and it yeah, is. I mean, also obviously, there's still the the Fumble Podcast sub channel on the Fumble Discord. Yeah, and if you want us, if you want us to talk to you, or if you want us to talk about anything in particular, get on there, let us know. Uh, we're a friendly bunch, and we generally we, we, reply. We, we keep an eye on that. We we talk to people that talk to us there. People that put ideas in there, we think about them. We put them into podcasts. We do what we can. So we are very contactable. Um, yeah, come and take part. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want us to talk about. And there's a, a chance we don't just completely ignore you or That's mock it. you. And if you want to get in direct contact with Dave, his number is one two three four five. <laughs> Certainly, six, if you want to seven, give me eight, free nine. beer, that is always available. <laughs> That's no, I'm kidding. If there's anything you want to talk about, if there's anything you want to promote through us, I'm, I'm well up for that. I think all small businesses need help at the moment. So Absolutely. anything we can do there, I'm well up for. Yeah, cool. And on that note, we'll end it there. Cheers, Dave. Yeah. You're a legend. Well, now wash your hands. As always, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can on Discord uh, or drop us a message wherever you can find us uh, on the internet. Uh, Stay safe. This podcast is sponsored by tritexgames.co.uk. 